strangers and residents of Reefside, California, welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. Praise the Lord. And today, <laughs> you know, they asked to be here. We've got Netscape for the Dino Thunder intro episode. Welcome, Netscape. You keep me away. I was begging to come back on. It's my favorite Power Rangers. It's man. good to have you back. Good to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad yeah. to be back. I was just like, man, we need a guest for Dino Thunder, but Netscape really wanted to be here for, for this one. I and love Dino Thunder. I gotta say, like, <laughs> so... At this I, point of the so show, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Honestly, Dino so Thunder just... is, the, is the platonic ideal of Power Rangers for me. <laughs> See, I felt so... that way about Ninja Storm. We just we just came off a of Ninja Storm. You know, I've never actually seen Ninja Storm. I'm gonna have to go back with and watch that one because I do like thought... the Disney era. You really, if you like the Disney mm-hmm. era of Power Rangers, I'm gonna strongly recommend you watch Ninja Storm because I thought Ninja Storm was a 10. Yeah, in our yeah, season okay. review, Kennedy gave Ninja Storm a 10. That's that's high praise. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, but it's truly how I felt about it. It just really had a lot of amazing stuff. I don't stuff know anything about Ninja it. Storm. Other than yeah. like the, brief, the brief minute that they show up in Power Rangers, Dino Thunder. It's a, it's a great season. I gave it a 9. I thought that there was definitely some flaws that held it back, but ultimately I thought it was a great season. And also, I think you're a Billy fan too, right? Like, uh, and a Tommy fan. So, it, like, the Green Ranger in that season is essentially Billy and Tommy in one character. Okay, I like Billy, I like Tommy. Yeah, I might yeah, have to yeah. Go back that. Oh, no, yeah, oh, no, yeah, you'll love Cam. You gotta go watch it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Especially Cybercam. Cybercam's you, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> what if a Power Ranger was also on the league? Was a good quote. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah so right. Well, no more reminiscing about good Power Rangers. Let's talk about weird, questionable Power Rangers. <laughs> this is mad questionable. So, <laughs> so that's why I you're a big fan of Tommy. This, I this love is Tommy. your season. Oh, this is this is the alley oop for the Tommy. Uh, really, Tommy, truly, Tommy's arc owns so hard in the like his. He, he becomes like a dad that's also into rap rock, and it kind of owns. Like he's got <laughs> the Smash Mouth haircut. This is the my dad could beat you up season of Power Rangers. Exactly. And we they were have discussing to let you know that, that early like on with the with the T Rex showdown. Yeah, man, mixed feelings about this, especially since like the beginning to this show, you kind of have to wonder if Tommy's working for the State Department, right? Yeah, he he does go a little fed. It, it definitely seems like he was doing something for a few years that was really shady. So. Well, he's just essentially like, uh, at this point, it's 2004, right? It's the end of the Bush term. And the the most leftist politics you're going to get is like John Kerry, right? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see it play out where you kind of almost have like the, the Gen Xer sort of like TV writing going into this where it's like a, 
a sort of yearn for the glory days, but also you've got that rebellion in you. So everything's like Lincoln Park in the end aesthetics for the white guys. Yes, dude, the white guys in the show are they got some great fits. Some of them are just straight up wearing soccer outfits and it kind of they, they make it work. Yeah. Even though the demographics of this season aren't wildly more male, this season just immediately feels so much more misogynistic. Yeah, they straight up call the Yellow Ranger babe in like her third like scene, like her. They they and, finally and get she she together. tries to like address it, and the dude's just like, "Shut up, whatever." Even, <laughs> even the other dude kind of comes in capes form too at the yeah. end, even though the, like he's a nerd and he's been bullied by the Red Ranger presumably, but he's still like. Nah, um, I gotta, I gotta show some solidarity with my boys. Oh, there's definitely something very funny going on with the way they're like these three rangers. They even like say this at one point, like these three rangers come from different worlds. One's yeah. a jock, one's a punk, one's black. I mean, a nerd. <laughs> uh, definitely, he's a like nerd. A <laughs> If they could have licensed, like, Dragon Ball Z just a few times on the television. Oh, my God. Oh, that would have actually been amazing. One's a nerd with a hard N. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) One's really good at Street Fighter. (laughs) Honestly, like... If they could have got the licensing to make him a huge DBZ fan, that Yo, would have been an incredible. They, that would have been an like, incredible thing. If this had the politics of like 2021, <laughs> it's very clearly like someone who's very boomer sympathetic. Like it's boomer memes. <laughs> the Blue Ranger would <laughs> just be a Twitch streamer. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck, it's so true. And he'd yeah, stream he, he'd stream Fortnite or something really basic. Yeah, Apex or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Yellow Ranger would be a TikToker, but like a bad cringe TikToker. Should be one of those like the where they're trying to like go for the Gen Gen Z, but also simultaneously like the millennial audience. She would be you know what she would be? She would be an uh oh, what's that fucking band that was uh, all over Twitter? Wait, are you talking uh, about that one that that's like the industry plant fake punks yes. that are like oh yes. uh 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 tramp stamps. She would be in the tram stamps. <laughs> yes, I was actually just starting to have that same thought right as you were having it. I was like thinking about them. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, she would be she would be in one of those like fake manufactured 2021 girl punk bands that like is like I hate white guys, make tampons free. Straight up Red <laughs> Ranger's a white nationalist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he if, has if the you Reagan... make this in 2021, he's totally a MAGA bro. He's not like a drink his own cum. He's like a take himself serious. He's like a Covington kid. Okay. Oh, okay. where wears the business suit? Oh. Yeah, exactly. I could see Covington kid. I could also see like Bronze Age pervert, like one of those like workout fash kind of guys <laughs> where they're like, I just need them gains, bro. <laughs> I, I will. I will. <laughs> I'm doing, somehow I'm doing gentrification at the gym. Rest in peace, Z's. You know, you have a, you have a fair point about uh, some of that, but at the same time, I don't know. It just feels to me. Like, he's the kind of guy that's like, conservatives are being oppressed in the academic environment. 
I, I could see him. <laughs> He's like, I think Ben Shapiro's annoying, but makes good points or something. <laughs> Yes. Especially later on, because he stops he stops sort of wearing the workout gear towards the end of the episode, and he's like, I'm putting on the leather jacket. Oh my god. The more we get into the personas of these Rangers, the more I hate the show. Alright, let's let's get started. Okay, so before the events of the show, Dr. Tommy Oliver, veteran Power Ranger, the former Green Ranger, the former Red Ranger. The former bunch of stuff at this point. White Ranger, etc. Green Ranger, he's everything. Yeah. Bunch of colors. Um He was Italian. Green, white, and red. I, you're actually right. I'm looking at <laughs> Wikipedia page open and it, it like lists all the colors and it's making the Italian flag. It's very unwoke when you think about it. Okay. Uh <laughs> Anyway, Tommy is back, and he's on some kind of island or something, and he's being chased. You know, people are yelling, like, find him! There's some mysterious creatures, and he jumps into the ocean from, like, a massive cliff face, and the island is, like, exploding and shit, and it sinks Atlantis-style. Cut to the present after Ninja Storm now, many years later, and Tommy Oliver has just taken a job at Reefside High as a high school paleontology teacher, a totally real job. 100% every high school has a paleontology teacher. Absolutely. It's an elective. Yeah. Common elective. Most schools. <laughs> if you didn't have one, uh, well, let's tell ya. And um, I just okay. called it living environment dinosaurs. over the years. Also, the school has a, a mean new principal, Mrs. Umbridge. The girl boss. Wait, Randall. <laughs> Miss Randall. Total girl boss energy. I agree. Yeah. Got the girl boss haircut. Mm-hmm. We've got to review this scene. So, she, so please... she's going to bomb Syria. So, okay. So, <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, Miss Randall and. Dr. Tommy Oliver. I'm going to keep calling attention to the fact that he has a PhD. Uh, Where did he get time to get a PhD when he's doing all that morphing? And all that race car driving. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to be a professional race car driver. That's where he was going in life. Anyway. Because, you know, he explicitly, like, didn't go to college and became a race car driver. Anyway. Sorry. I'm getting distracted by <laughs> continuity issues, I think. But anyway. He so somehow managed Randall... to get a doctorate in uh, six years. <laughs> Miss Randall and Dr. Tommy Oliver like meet in the school hallway and Dr. Tommy Oliver is like, hey, I don't think we should be bombing Syria so much. <laughs> and she's like, no, we need to make them feel pain. Yeah, no, she's literally like, I don't remember exactly what she says, but she's basically just like, I think it's important to punish the shit out of students. And he's like, whoa. Yes. This is the Rangers have their own way. No, 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 no. That wasn't his response. His response was, well, hey, if you really think that way, how about we go out for dinner sometime? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, kind of fuck. And also, she's, she's suspicious of him because she's like, oh, you have a PhD in paleontology and now suddenly you want to be a high school teacher? Which, like, that's actually not that weird. Yeah. 
like the I have paleontology is the weird part. The PhD the pa- is yeah, but like I, ha- I need an I- excuse to do imperialism. That's I had a few high school teachers that had like started in some more prestigious career that was more oh. stressful and had burned out and like just become a teacher because it was like relatively easy for them to do. I don't think that's a very bizarre. Like I was a paleontologist for a few years and I got tired of fucking getting malaria, so I became a high school teacher or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like being in jungles and getting weird diseases wasn't fun <laughs> gotten some weird fucked up disease that you only get from like eating dinosaur meat <laughs> I mean, real, talk, like... real talk like nature explorers and like archaeologists paleontologists any anthropologists the active like field work part of that career burns people out quick and part of it is literally this kind of shit you get like a weird foot fungus in the jungle and then you're like i am I'm sick of this. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that like even for like a regular, even for like a regular like computer programmer, you know, those people have to do like overtime like crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure those people get turned right out of the system. So they go, OK, I need a job. I'll just get like yeah, a, a teaching job. Yeah. Like one of my high school teachers was my one was a math teacher and he was a great teacher, very passionate about it. So it wasn't like he had just like done it because he'd had to and then he was shitty or something. But it was just like he was an, an engineer before that and he did really prestigious engineering for like Boeing and shit. But uh, he was working like a zillion hours every week and just he burnt out after like, you know, 12, 13 years of that stuff. I totally get that. Unfortunately, though, you got to <laughs> suspect that, hmm... Obviously, Tommy is getting like doing secret missions by the government. Like he's obviously planning to to coup Venezuela. Yeah, he's like, the high school teacher that coup. your senior year when you're like, you're like, dang, Mister Oliver, who is of course one of your coolest teachers that you love to confide in. He, you're like, dang, Mister Oliver, I'm a little confused about what I want to do after high school. And he's like, have you ever considered a career in the CIA? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, everything kind of gives off like a very sexy vibe when you get to that hallway scene between the principal and Tommy. And Tommy is like feeding into the fact that it's actively playing out like a porn sequence. Yeah, no, he literally hits on her. Like you said, it's it's just a weird, it's just a weird way to start this season i kind of wish total total like 2000s era internet video that you would see on on a website yes this this show takes a lot from popular 2000s culture at the time i think chief among them is and i've totally brought this up before i mean besides (laughs) bang bros is probably (laughs) the only other uh thing that had like a high school plot line uh that was on television at the time that maybe related to Power Rangers, and that's Smallville. The show screams Smallville to me, and that's part of the reason why I love it so much. Oh, yeah, you it makes sense point. because almost the, like half the cast was in a sex cult. Yes, uh, but <laughs> they literally they ate 
like half of the the characters sort of from small like red ranger is totally supposed to be like a midwest good old boy i think we were joking earlier about how he was uh had like a uh sort of almost southern accent even smallville even had like a blurred sidekick like a black nerd uh sidekick in uh, i think his name is pete or some shit and you're and right this was, what, this was what was like was i was like oh wait a minute maybe i'm not just like you know making some sort of insane comparison but the bullies in this season are are journalists and the <laughs> it's a it's a woman journalist and actually the chloe from smallville was also a woman journalist and she was the head of the sex cult uh but she's also she's also the sort of the mean girl uh the quirky mean girl but um yeah so the next scene right after this hallway scene we cut to like the beginning <clears throat> of tommy's class and tommy's class introduces this character right so like you said mean girl but like <clears throat> literally kind of like just like a copy and paste straight up right from the villain from mean girl absolutely with lindsay mm -hmm. lohan i forgot her name but like straight up it's just the blonde from there yeah, just a just a sort of imitation. She even got a very mean girl fit to her, where she's got like the tennis skirt and the sweater. She she looks far more private school than this public school. So she she reminds me of Angelica from Rugrats All Grown Up, where Fuck. she does where she does like ask Angelica, dude, <laughs> as she That's does that sort of like gossip say. journalism, but like. The way it's written, so Tommy is supposed to be like ace in this situation, right? You, he can't be he can't be hitting on underage girls, but the way it's written is yeah, made it seem in, in the, in the yeah, room. like they're sexualizing Tommy, like the student is sexualizing the teacher. Oh yeah, she does kind of hit on him. Yeah, because she's like, you're not like thirty. You're so much. You look so much younger than that. I'm gonna investigate you because you look that way. <laughs> and Tommy's just like, please, please, women, get off me. <laughs> please, I'm an adult. I'm in my 30s. I've been single for a few years because my life yeah. is a mess, and I'm slowly realizing that I want to get back together with Kimberly, but she's married now. Tommy has been so much bad energy in this. <laughs> He even so I found out uh, while I was doing well, research. Please, just call me Mr. Epstein. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, Tommy, <laughs> don't go on that plane. <laughs> I found out while I was doing research. The reason why he's wearing that like flannel the whole time is because he had uh, he had massive tribal tats, and Disney didn't want to like encourage gang tattoos or whatever. They thought that they were like gang tats. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> This yeah, was like the, close to the beginning tats. of his MMA career, right? Yeah. He's got the frosted tips. Uh, wow. I'm not going to lie. His deep. fit, my dad fucking rocked this fit. <laughs> it's kind of cold. <laughs> I fuck with it. Even though it does just look like a, a guy at a Linkin Park concert. My dad's the Green Ranger and he could totally beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a total dad look. And that's what they all start complimenting on. They're like, you look like such a father. Like that type of shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's the cool dad that smokes weed. But it's it's interesting to take note of the costumes because Tommy's character has a black undershirt. 
Mmm. Mmm. And he frequently wears black khakis. Mmm. Which, by the way, black khakis, that's a look. You don't see that too often. I fuck with it. I just yeah, I fuck hot, with it bro. pretty heavy. In the New the Zealand weather, too? Like, my dude was probably sweating. No wonder she was like, sweating. yeah, I'm going to be in the, in the, in the cool air-conditioned building and on the computer and shit. <laughs> also like interesting to note that. that the uh the mean girl has uh a white skirt but the orange underneath so you're like oh is, is she gonna be like the orange ranger or something like that kind of like how the uh she became the white ranger in wild force had a uh, pink undertones on it i thought that was pretty neat could be a suggestion of that because it seems like <clears throat> After this point, the other three rangers get introduced in their own ways. And uh, we seem to be heading into a th another three ranger focus season, kind of like how Ninja Storm was. Which we complimented Ninja Storm for being like that, because I thought that the three ranger focus actually helped character development happen naturally over the course of the season. So much character development that happens in this season, and I honestly, I am much more of a fan of the three ranger setup, especially because it then makes it feel like more of an improvement when they get another ranger. Like, because it's like, oh shit, like that that they've now increased their their sort of overall power by like twenty five percent instead of like, eh, we just got another guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think actually to add on to that, I want to compliment that as well because it allowed one thing I noticed when we were watching Ninja Storm was that it allowed character development to happen steadily without like the filler guy just chopping off episodes because it was ranger focused, like single ranger focused. So we had that issue before in previous seasons, whereas last season it didn't happen too much. And it was because a mm -hmm. lot of the character development was tied into these multi-parters, but also because we started with three instead of five, it was split, you know, three, three, it was like, you know, split into thirds, and then with just maybe a little bit more Red Ranger or a little bit more yellow, but for the most part, yeah. for yeah. the most part, it kept it pretty good, and then as it added more Rangers to it, it kind of like also helped lift everybody else up too. Yeah. I like so the format, I, it's I fine. I will say that the format itself is fine, but the depiction here, yeah. my God, I really don't why. understand why they went for high school with this. I guess because they had such success with, like, well, they got the vibes right in the last season. In Ninja Storm, they got the vibes of Power Rangers right, but then I think this one, they were like, let's, like, update the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers dynamic of being in high school, but for the, the more modern, like, 2000s high schooler. I honestly, I kind of like it. I, it is. I love. I love comparing Dino Thunder to Mighty Morphin because it feels like the only one that ever catches the the vibe of Mighty Morphin, and I think that that's partly because they refined the format. You know, they were like, we're doing three Rangers, we're doing high school, we're returning to tradition, but also like embracing the old as well because you literally have you know Tommy, and he's sort of a father figure to all of them. Right. So, okay. I so, never watched, I want to clarify, mm -hmm. I never really watched Gossip Girl, Degrassi. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of that stuff for me came, like, after the cultural hit happened on MySpace with that stuff, you know? So, mm -hmm. like, 
when I got into that stuff, like I was catching like towards the very end of Gossip Girl and the very end of Degrassi where they started doing like replays of it on a Sunday morning or something like that. Like that's when I started getting into it because I, for the most part, like when I started getting into the more reality TV stuff, it was like VH1, like Flavor of Love and like that type of stuff. That's yeah. when I started getting into that stuff. I didn't get into the the whole like high school drama. So I completely missed the boat on that. So my frame of reference for that stuff, to me, it felt like X-Men Evolution where like... I fucked the, with X-Men Evolution. Right, that was the one where the Dean was like Mystique, you know, and they all yeah. went to high school together. That was my comparison <laughs> and it felt a lot like that. I just I just remembered X-Men Evolution and damn, yeah, actually... Uh... <laughs> Fuck, I love X-Men Evolution, though. Yeah, I love it, too. Weirdly it's enough. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, for me, like, the, the perfect trifecta of, like, 2000s high school superhero Kino is, like, Dino Thunder, Smallville, and X-Men Evolution. Hmm. I agree with two of those choices. I tried rewatching okay. Smallville again. Oh, man, I can't do it. You gotta, you gotta get it. You just gotta suffer through it. It's, it's, it's stupid <laughs> long. <laughs> Lex Luthor really kind of like carries the whole season. He is. Like, it is one season of season one especially. Lexes. It is yeah. dead ass one of the best Lexes of all time. All right, so <laughs> let's get back to Dino Thunder. <laughs> okay. So next, the show introduces our three Power Rangers. Yes. First is Connor McKnight, the Red Ranger. Yes. So Connor's backstory is that his parents, Jor-El and Lara, became aware of Krypton's <laughs> impending destruction. And Jor-El constructed a spacecraft to carry his son, Kal-El, who would become known <laughs> as Connor McKnight, to Earth. No, actually, he's just, he's just a soccer dork. He's just a, he's just a jock. But he, they really, the dad. But they really wanted him to have the Smallville vibe. He's even got, like, the hair, too. Yeah. <laughs> he also demonstrates like superhuman strength with like a soccer hit. Like they added some CGI to uh to a to him kicking a soccer ball to show that he's strong and uh, it made it like really goofy looking. And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Well, does he already have the power in him? They address that a little bit and it's actually a very weird point which we'll come to in a minute. Okay, I don't, I don't actually two. think I know that part. No, there was, a, oh. there was a little line that was very bizarre in part two. Anyway, so Connor's a soccer dork, jock guy. Um, Kira is uh, a musician, she's, punk She's girl. Avril Lavigne. She's Avril Lavigne. She's just Avril Lavigne. So Connor's just fake Superman. Kira's just fake Avril Lavigne. And then uh, Ethan is just Ethan. He's a, he's a blurred. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just a black nerd. This is what he is. Um, they, they really knew their demographics, because honestly, those were the top three demographics at the time. You just needed, like, I don't know, like, punk or something. Like, somehow you get, like, punk dude that wears, like, spikes and shit. No, yeah, but you need the Matrix more, character. It was way more woke by this, by this time to just have, just have all that representation through the Avril Lavigne character, you know? That's true. She does get a little bit more punk as the show goes on. Early on, her fits sort of scream kind of normie. She got, I don't know, not too too punk, but later on in the show, I guess she does start rocking with the, the all, all black. She's and like yellow. a Taylor Swift fan. 
Yeah, she's like, like a. She mall starts dog. off as like a Taylor Swift fan. Absolutely, she's a, yeah, she's she's a hot topic like, girl. The, the acoustic guitar and shit. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Yeah. So respectively, also this is important. So Miss Randall, the hard ass principal, <laughs> uh, busts Connor for playing soccer, even though a uh, class has started. She busts Kira for performing on school grounds without permission. He would have painted like 2013 when everyone was walking around with like ukuleles and shit. Right? Uh, and then she <laughs> also busts Ethan for tampering with the sprinklers and making them go off uh, and get the principal wet. Everyone just... has their reactions. Connor's is to be misogynist about it. He's like, principal be shopping. What do you his, know, lady? He's misogynist about a lot of stuff. Also, Connor was cutting class. Ethan tampered with school systems. Actually, Kira brought to a be fair, to though, school and had the audacity to play it during lunch. Why did she get in so much trouble? And I think the only reason it didn't stand out to me more in the moment to like think this is because her song is so bad. That I was just like, yes, yeah. arrest her, move on. Yeah. <laughs> but thinking about it more rationally, I'm like, why did she get punished so harshly? It was because of the song, definitely. But yeah, like Ethan yeah. just got racially profiled. She had no she like base no of knowing. She had no way of knowing for sure it was Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, black man with a computer must be committing crimes. <laughs> And so they all get called into the dean's office and the dean starts scolding them. And these are supposed to be like, that's when I got the vibe that these are supposed to be the cool bad kids of the school. Like they're supposed to be rebellious. So you could be like, huh, it's cool to cosplay as these characters. It's cool to have them as role models because they're rebellious or whatever. And I'm like, is this the height of rebellion? In in two thousand and four, is this where we're at? Apparently. Playing soccer and doing a doing a guitar is is very rebellious. Damn. Just, obviously, you know they have their colors on. So Ethan's Ethan's wearing blue. Connor's wearing red. Kira is wearing yellow, and it's kind of like the they opted to continue the X Men approach that Ninja Storm did, where mm-hmm. like Ninja Storm was just like we're gonna have these really cool black ninja outfits with like. <laughs> the flares of the color coming out and looking really good and they're like let's have x-men evolution outfits on with the color <laughs> they got the off the rack nordstrom <laughs> so it's a very very like cool kids 2000s look you know so all the they needed was like to dye their tips really i so wish the one of the characters uh, off the tips right ethan really with blue tips oh my that god that would be cool um, his lineup is kind of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got um, that high high ass face <laughs> <laughs> come on dude <laughs> that fade is too high he gets a path because he's a blurred so he's not gonna fuck until college anyways but like come on so the principal dumps off our bad boy power rangers with dr tommy oliver and says uh here, handle their detention. He's like, yo, I gotta go to a museum to see a, a dude about a thing. She's like, I don't give a shit about your problems. Take them with you, which is definitely illegal. That is mad illegal. 
like on more than one level because also isn't he like probably allowed to refuse overtime depending on the state anyway <laughs> also this is like child trafficking <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're definitely not allowed to take kids no no <laughs> i was just trying to also point out the less obvious thing too though which is that it's probably it's, it's probably not illegal on multiple levels right well, I mean, I think teachers do have to work a certain amount of time after school or something like that. Like they do have to stay until at least when where I went to high school, they had to like stay until like six o'clock or something like that or five o'clock. Hmm. That sucks. That sucks for them. For real. Time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tommy takes them to the museum, but the museum's closed mysteriously. Also, there's this T-Rex out front that looks a little funky. Just a oh, man. Tommy tells the rangers, hey, listen, go get lost in the woods. Don't tell anyone where you are. Don't call your parents and tell and them that you you're, find anything you're out here. Get <laughs> if you find anything prehistoric, you you win the Hunger Games. That was um, such like a fucking like excuse. Because like Tommy, I'm like, Tommy, you working for the British Museum or something? But also, uh, fuck, like, he was basically telling them to commit crimes. Because, like, it was obvious from what I saw on screen that Tommy was going to enter this place illegally. It was yeah. a sorry we're a closed museum and Tommy's about to Batman his way in. Yeah, yeah he's about to break into the museum owned by uh, Norman Osborn. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I want to say that, like, I was starting to have the we thought in my head that this show wanted to be a cartoon so bad. Oh, it apes so much shit from, like, comic books and cartoons, and I kind of respect it for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping so, uh, on Smallville, X-Men Evolution, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. <laughs> the kids take off to go wander around in the woods. Tommy looks at the some like information on the door and it says that the museum is now run by Dr. Anton Mercer and he's like but uh, he's soy before faces. he can before he can uh, fully uh, enjoy his soy face moment the that's getting real T-Rex turns out to be suspicious and it comes after him and he kicks the T-Rex in the face. Yes, he spin kicks. His first reaction when he sees a T-Rex has come to life in front of him is to spin kick it in the face. Yeah, this, this should have been this, a cartoon, dog. <laughs> I love this. I, I, I had to run that scene back a few times. He, he, it was green, obviously green screen. But like the way they did it the way they filmed it, it was like a complete like side angle like 90 degree side angle and he spin kicks it across the mouth and i'm just like what the fuck and then it starts chasing him yep yes and it looks like car, a fucking toy yeah it looks ridiculous you know what it looks really like bad. is and I've talked about this recently. It looks like the CGI from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> it does. Yep. Looks exactly the same. It looks like those 99 cent dinosaurs that like you could fucking like squeeze it and it makes a funny noise. <laughs> it looks like oh, a Snapchat God. filter. <laughs> <laughs> it's being chased by a Snapchat just, filter. 
It looks like somebody's fucking one person indie game ripping off Turok or something. Yes. <laughs> Turok Dinosaur Hunter on the N64 with the Fog of War in it. I would love to see like Tommy Oliver Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> That's what I think they were going for in this one, to be honest with you. And like, th we've seen this play out in another Saban property because it was in Mystic Knights of Tirnanog where they did that whole like, CGI like fucking demon versus a human and it's like fucking fisticuffs and shit and like that one had the audacity to at least like be in a dark area so it was like obfuscated a lot of the times so there was actually moments that when we were watching Mystic Nights for that short little bit it didn't look that bad but that was purely because it took place in a very dark area, right? Yeah. So you didn't have this to look like at all the details. Brightly lit buffoonery. Yeah, right. we're talking like PlayStation One, like Tekken Three graphics. All right, all right. Let's try to let's try to pick up the pace a little bit here. So he gets in his jeep. There's like a Jurassic Park. Will the jeep start? Uh, there's a car chase. Well, it's a jeep oh, and it's Tyrannosaurus. Jurassic Park. I didn't even put that together. Um, they totally, yeah. they totally gave him a jeep just because they were like, "Oh, it's Jurassic Park." There's a very uh, small nods to Jurassic Park scene. So there's a, a chase where he's trying to get away from the T Rex, um, and the T Rex crashes into a bridge on the motorway, and it turns out it was a robot. Whoa, robot T Rex in the woods. The kids fall in a hole and, die. and end up in a cave. <laughs> yeah, they end up in the roof entrance to Tommy Oliver's Batcave for some reason. For the record, yeah. this is like this is like. Well, no, they don't, or they do. Yeah, do they it's establish Tom that as Tommy's base. Yeah, because they go back, and then they later on when they go back, they're like, "Hey, we've been here before. We should get going." Oh yeah, no, it. it yeah, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. He's like, he's like, how did you guys find the back entrance? Uh, because it was really easy to find, dumbass. So like you could just come up on that by accident. It, 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 like there was no other security system. You fell down that trap hole and you were there. He totally was literally, trying. Literally, all they had to do was wander through some caves for a second, and then after nothing but bear caves for a while, they find this large dinosaur skeleton. And like, oh yeah, that's real inconspicuous, Tommy. Like, so, of course, they go up and start fucking with it, and as soon as they move the jaw, the door opens to, like, his fucking Neolithic bat cave. Tommy's an antrim. Teacher salary? Well, it's one of those things, you know those YouTubes where, like, the guy is just, like, shirtless and in shorts and just digging for days, like, just, like, building some kind of primitive house? Like, that was Tommy. Between... Between the science job and the teaching job that he had now, right? What did he do in those interim years? He was one of those primitive, uh, anarcho-libertarian lifestylists out there in the woods with no shirt on, just digging yeah. this cave. Eating raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> Eating raw meat and then somehow keeping his gaming setup down there. <laughs> <laughs> he figured out how to how to push electricity to it for free. Yeah, so, you just gotta uh, use the grid. 
the morphing grid. That's honestly, that's right. probably how he did it. He definitely one hundred percent like utilized the grid to help make that space. Absolutely. But it's yeah, just funny, know, like for all of that really... shit, you could have come up with a security system. Like at least Zordon had the fucking excuse of the uh, power coin, right? You need a power yeah. coin to get into the base. Yeah, this is around the time that we realized that Tommy, Ol Doctor Tommy Oliver, is fucking stupid. Yeah, he leaves he kids well. unattended in the woods. He doesn't have security systems. Like he's, he's, he's one got of those that people who's, energy. He's he's. He 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 has that energy of like one of those college professors that like if you talk to them about like the shit that they know in his case paleontology, he sounds really competent. But then if you're like, "Hey, how do you fry an egg?" He's like, "Imagine you get a pan, I think. Maybe you use a pot." And you're like, "Oh no." Um, <laughs> <laughs> They find some glowing gems. He couldn't afford the, the security system. Kimberly took everything in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is, that I, is I'm true. hiding my gaming room from the IRS right now. I need a place to put it. <laughs> so they find these glowing gems in there. And they're like, these look kind of prehistoric, I guess. Fuck it, let's steal them. And they take them. On their way out, though, they get attacked by some fucking dinosaur creatures. The same ones from the prologue years ago at the beginning with Tommy, etc. Uh, by the way, they take the gems with, like, little to no, like, consideration for anything. No. No, yeah, They're they just took like, them. Oh, they look cool. Let's take them. That's why I use the word steal. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, they're just like, we're just going to do some imperialism here, if you don't mind us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Isn't they, like, take the gems and they're, like, bragging about what they're going to do with them? They're like, oh, probably, like, sell it to help fund my software company. Well, that's later because first they fight the creatures and then they start having these superpowers because of the gems. Ah, yes. I kind of like, um, like that it, like, takes them a little while to get their shit. I don't know if any other Power Ranger series have done that, but I, I really liked this choice of not just giving them morphing powers right away. They sort I of have to, like could have liked it but i didn't for a couple of reasons i'll eventually get into so they beat up the creatures they meet up with tommy and tommy's like did y'all have a good time in the woods i probably yeah, should have yeah, done yeah. that and they're like yeah it was fine totally fine and they're like okay everybody goes back kira back at the school is like yo i don't know what's up with this gem shit but i don't i don't want it this is when you're talking about grab, because like Connor and Ethan are like, let's use the gems to become powerful and rich. Basically, we could sell them or or exploit them. And Kira's like, I'm too punk for this. All this capitalist sounding talk, and and, and hands her gem over to Connor. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, what? Like, what is going on? Why am I supposed to like these kids? Oh, wait, sorry. You know? She starts... Cool. To, let, me, let me correct myself. She starts to hand it to Connor, and then Ethan's like, what, you're going to give it to Connor? And she gives it to Ethan instead. Yeah. You pulled the race car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was effective. <laughs> um, it helped you today. 
But almost as soon as she does this, some creatures appear out of nowhere. Some of the bad creatures from before. And they kidnap her and they teleport her away. And she's powerless to stop them. Literally. Get it? Ha ha. Um, and, and her friends try to intervene, but they're way too slow. Well, not friends. Frenemies, I guess. Her, her frenemy Power Rangers. We're back to that. Kind of, it's like Wild Force again, where the Power Rangers hate each other. Um, <laughs> 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 these Power Rangers. Once again, we have a season of Power Rangers that may never speak to each other again when all of this is over. Um, absolutely do not speak to each other again after this. <laughs> oh like, no they'll run into each other and they'll be like damn wasn't it fucked up that we were all power rangers that one time <laughs> <laughs> that's like lost galaxy energy too you can yeah, kind of so tell much so that the green ranger married uh Chikina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah irl <laughs> he's like he's like i'm so done with the power rangers i'm gonna go marry the villain fuck you guys now <laughs> also that reporter girl sees some of this although she's not able to capture it on camera it's not a it's not an important b plot so i'm just gonna gloss over that so uh, kind of she also gives she also sucks off tommy some more i think because she's i think she sees tommy in the mix too no he's not there oh he's okay there. okay she There's does another part of suck off tommy a little bit i think yeah connor and ethan go to uh tommy's house because they're like, oh, fuck, um, aliens kidnapped Kira. <laughs> we don't know what to do. What do they find in his house? Well, first of all, it's unlocked. Once again, no sense of security for Dr. Tommy Oliver. Doesn't even <laughs> lock the fucking door. Most really basic took the step. security system in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she took the locks. That is honestly, he has he has peak <laughs> divorce dad energy um, this season. Yeah, he, he just really doesn't does. give a um, fuck anymore. He's just so fucking reckless about this shit now. He's, yeah, he's like, I've lost everything. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't fucking care. And he just like downs a bottle of Jack, and then pops two Xanax. <laughs> Man, I want to see fucked up Tommy Oliver. I mean, you are seeing it. You just don't get to see the part where he does the getting fucked up. But he's he acts. He's basically acting like when he drags those kids off away from school grounds and then just abandons them in the woods. He's basically acting like a drunk stepdad who is like, <laughs> I need to run to the liquor store real quick and I need to lose these kids so that they don't see Go me running the to the liquor woods. store. <laughs> Go play in the fucking woods for a minute, kids. Don't break your arm or nothing. I'll be right back. I'm doing <laughs> something important. <laughs> Coked up Tommy Oliver. <laughs> um, um, Island Kimberly. If you find, if you find prehistoric fossils, let me know. <laughs> so uh, what do you know? In Tommy's house, they find a miniature dinosaur like the one in the cave. And when you move its jaw... It opens the secret entrance also. So again, in terms of security flaws, your uh, if you have a backup entrance, it should have a different um, me mechanism for being opened and closed, so that if the front entrance is compromised, anyway, I don't know what I'm even. Okay, um, <laughs> so so they they bust in, and Tommy's down there in the lair, 
to his credit, although he has failed up till now, he does look like he's about to kill them. Yes. A hundred percent. If they didn't have a valid explanation for being there, those students would have never been seen again, right? Yeah, they would have been buried six feet under. Like, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen um, the first season of You on Netflix. Not. But it's it's very much like it's about a serial killer, basically. And yeah, it's very much like serial killer in the basement has got you trapped vibes like uh, and Tommy does basically say to them, like, you, you, you don't belong here and just gives them the death look. And then uh, meanwhile, the uh, Kira wakes up in like the villain lab and starts getting interrogated a little bit by alien creatures. And at what first, what do you guys think about like, that villain? I love the villain, even though he's just a green goblin. Mesagog. Yo, he's mad cool. Like at first, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm into it, and then he kept going. I was like, Oh, <laughs> this guy's got some riffing game. Okay. Okay, he's, he's good on the mic. Energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a more sinister and actually threatening version of um, that one villain in Wild Force. Uh, part two picks up with Ethan and Connor being like, yo, Tommy, Kira was kidnapped by those monster things. You know the ones. And Tommy's like, fucking shit. And then they're like, also... Um, we might have stolen some stuff when we were here, and they pull out the gems. And Tommy's like, oh my god, this is dumb. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Kira. Oh god, this part is so dumb. Fuck, I forgot how stupid this is. <laughs> Kira it starts getting interrogated by Elsa specifically, who is the true evil form of their principal who is, you know, in disguise when she's She's got an even, she's got like a crazier girl boss haircut going on. Yeah, she's even more Karen energy somehow. Which, somehow Kira doesn't figure out that that is very obviously the It's really obvious. It's really, I say she's in disguise, but it's really obvious. Like, last season, Mara and Capri, some of their disguises were fairly elaborate to where you would be watching and you'd be like, that's Mara and Capri, like, slyly. But it was still clever enough that it was kind of like you sharing a secret with the camera rather than, like, oh, that just doesn't even... That's not even sellable. Like, when they're being the greenhouse workers, you can hardly tell at first that's them until it gets, like, the camera gets close, you know? Like, like mm-hmm. Power Rangers is totally capable of doing, like, a convincing disguise. This is not it at all. It's, like, fucking... Miss Randall's name, or fucking god, damn, I couldn't think of it. Miss Randall wears like dark clothes, has like dark severe hair, has like severe makeup, looks severe, etc. Uh, Elsa has like a, a dark jumpsuit, like severe hair, severe makeup, looks angry. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't know, like, I think the the whole, uh, it's dramatic, but it's not, like, it's generic, too. I wouldn't say it looks good by any means. No, she just looks like, um, she looks like a fucking, uh, like a Romulan. Absolutely, I was gonna say that, yeah. She looks like a Romulan. 
like they just they just a hundred percent just ripped off Romulan vibes for her character. She even has that like weird Romulan hair. They probably bought a like Star Trek wig used. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what her like Sentai counterpart looks like. <laughs> the sentai footage or or what like so kira runs away and uh she's being chased by stuff and then she finds a weird portal and it sucks her in in tommy's jeep tommy's got the other kids and they're driving around i don't it's not doesn't seem clear exactly where they're going but tommy starts to at least explain what's going on and he's like years ago i was a part of a top secret evil government CIA project to make dinosaur soldier people. <laughs> but it went horribly wrong and the dinosaur Fuck soldiers no. were very evil. Um, I don't even know why Tommy would ever sign off on that. <laughs> like... And then his, his partner disappeared right before everything went wrong and the dinosaur creatures turned evil. Yeah, it is really fucked up. Like, I have no idea why he was signed on for this. He thought all the research was destroyed, but now he's realizing it must not have been because of all of this stuff suddenly resurfacing. He just comes off as, like, a big-ass point, Dexter. He's Like, he's every time he goes, well, guys, this is, a, this is actually called an enteropod. This is called a fucking chaos portal. This is fucking called the fucking supersonic power-up. Like, every time he says that type of shit, I'm just like, you sound awful, bro. Like, it kind of yeah. kills the vibe too much, because I guess because he's trying to be, like, an instructive teacher, too. But it's, like, he's playing it father. so straight, you know? He's he's too scared to go full dad, so he's like, I'm just going to be a nerd. Tommy needed to go full dad, 100%. None of this, like, pretending to be a nerd. Or pretending to be half cool, either. Like, he should have had, like, a cheesy porn star mustache. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, he should look like Omni-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Think, Connor! Think! <laughs> okay, this is where things get really stupid, though. The other two rangers are like, what are we gonna do to get Kira back, dog? And... Tommy's like, well, it's not like she's just going to fall from the sky, and then she falls from the sky. That was stupid. Even though I am a Dino Thunder defender, that is stupid. That was just so bad. Like, what? And they're like, where did you come from? And she was like, I was captured in a scary place, and then I ran into a green light thing. I don't know. And they're like, okay. So... What? She went to our hood? How convenient! <laughs> just literally... Teleports onto the hood of their car for some reason. Wow. They let her go what? It was ridiculous. It's kind of bullshit. So, <laughs> um, the next day, or like maybe a couple days later or something like that, I don't know, Messagog is like, we gotta fuck some shit up. First, Zeltax fights them. So first they find Zeltax and they fight. And okay, here's where this weird line comes in. So... So Tommy takes them back to the base and is like, here's your morphers. Because apparently the gems aren't going to like turn into the morphers, which is what seemed like was probably going to happen at first. But whatever, he has morphers for them. And they're like, whoa, we're not ready to be Power Rangers. And he's like, you have superpowers, which is what you need to be a Power Ranger. So you're ready. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> 
No, but hold on. This is a criteria that has never before been established for a Power Ranger to already have superpowers. What? Well, it was basically saying he said that the the stone saw something in them. No, but he also says this specific thing about you already have superpowers, which is what you need to be a Power Ranger, which mm. carries on from the weird Ninja Storm. Like they also had ninja powers outside of their Ranger powers thing, yeah, that is... but like, yeah, it really can makes it more concrete and bizarre. Retroactively yeah. ruins the like out of the suit powers because they were kind of cool, and then it's like, oh no, that's the, that's the pre rack and it's like, no, just make it something cool, like yeah, and then it's like a very bizarre thing. So they 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 go over like how shiny and cool the morphers are, but then are Tommy no disguises the morphers as these weird metallic bracelets. Yes. And tells them to wear that. I'm like, there's no way you would wear that in high school without getting bullied. Come on. Come on. They could just say it's, you know, Gucci. It's not drip. It's not drip. If it was the Morphers, it would have been drip. Why weren't they confident about the design? I don't understand. Morphers again. No, no, Morphers. I think that they were trying to call back to like the power coins and the communicators and shit. And because this this whole this whole season is sort of ripping off Mighty Morphin, yeah. Uh, and so they're like, you know, well, remember the communicator watches and the power coins and shit. And it's like you could have just you could have just rolled with it, like yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone was was clamoring for the return of the communicator watches. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they didn't even have to disguise it as like a, a medieval style bracelet or anything. They could have just rocked with the the morpher design and been like confident in it you know and just be like oh it's yeah. just like a tiny computer little thing device you know especially know since it's like a like it's the y2k season so it's like you could have gone with something cool like a watch or something yeah or, yeah or like a spy yeah. kids type deal at this point exactly anything but this really <laughs> yeah it just doesn't work unnecessary uncool throwback they go to fight zeltrax they're a little reluctant because on some level the Power Rangers know that they're shitheads. Yeah. But actually, this is a good point. <laughs> they know they're but, uh, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> but they figure they gotta do it. These are the fact yeah, that's the fact. So, honestly. I like that they're kind of reluctant and they're hesitating, but it does feel like it. They really only morph in the last like ten minutes of the show. It's kind of like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily mind that it takes a little time to get here, but then it's so rushed. Yeah, they should have done. They should have more... done harder. Yeah, they, they really should have. This fight, they they when they morph, the morphing sequence is fine. I think I it's like a it. little I'm... bit unbelievable. Kind of like how Turbo's morphing sequences were kind of unbelievable and that it's the same actor. Because you have, like, teenagers playing the main roles, but the, the, the Sentai roles are clearly played by adults, right? So, like, the, the body figure kind of isn't there, but either way, the morphing sequence is fine. The thing is, is, like, all these action sequences are feel like they're being played at, like, 1.25 times speed at least. Yeah, they do feel a little bit sped up, especially, like... And they, 
like with the attacks in general, it's like mm-hmm. they really had to rush and not do it. The like it should have been happened really fast. And the whole time Tommy's just coaching them what to do a hundred percent. So it, there's not even like the Rangers kind of like figuring it out or having any indecision like you would normally mm-hmm. see in a first Ranger fight. Instead, it's just like every time they're like slightly confused about what to do, Tommy's like, okay, now do this. And the Rangers like, oh, sweet. We got it. Yeah. Combine. So, you talk to the talk to the Zords. All right. Now that you've got the Zords, combine them. Yes. It felt like a video game tutorial. Like they didn't even yeah. let you like explore shit. It actually, I was talking about that. That whole scene, the whole Sentai footage scene when it combined with Tommy felt like a like a video game cutscene. Even yeah. the way um Connor's soccer scene, where he's like, ha, women, am I right? When he was doing that scene with the goalie, it felt like bully scholarship edition. Straight up. <laughs> like, even down to, like, the, the goalie's design. Like, where his head was, like, too small for the helmet that he was wearing purposefully for some reason. And, like, the exaggerated movements and shit. It kind of comes through over here when you blend in Tommy with the Sentai footage. It just feels like a video game cutscene. Kind of like, I was going to say, like, almost a bit like Daredevil 2003, but that bangs harder than that. I fuck with some Daredevil. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's it's wild. (laughs) It is a little like Daredevil 2003 in a way. That's bizarre to think of. I mean, Power Rangers is always a product of its influences, though. Like, whatever is coming out directly around it you just see it in there for the most part. Um, and then sometimes you see some influences that you expect less because it's like a bit of a throwback, but it's still like, that's what it is. You get this amalgamation of stuff. So yeah, so they talk to the Zords. They they form the Megazord. They fight. Zeltrax is a big ship. I did like the ship. His like big like manta ray bomber thing. It's kind of sick, yeah. It was sick. And also it was a cool variation. Like, a lot of the Power Rangers fights, you know, it's like it's two dudes in suits beating each other up to some extent. Um, and this felt a little more like almost like um, like the old Batman films or something weird. Like, I don't know. It just had it like that fight was like, but again, it was so rushed that you could barely appreciate it. It was zany because it was rushed, too, mm-hmm. because like you had the the, the teenagers dubbing over it and like again it, it just felt so mismatched to the sentai footage this time around that I, it, it almost felt like looney tunes-esque you know also to me the megazord looked like dog shit it's weird. i didn't care it's for definitely it weird looking yeah yeah it looks I, I don't more shit to it but yeah in the basic form it's kind of mid i the think the basic form it's like it's too bulky in some spots and then like a little too like weirdly thin in others and not in like an interesting way, like the light speed megazord or something like that, but just like in this way that just looks really unbalanced and like weirdly unnatural. Absolutely. It, it was not like, I, I do like the ranger costumes though. You can really tell that in this particular suit, the actor's head is in the chest, not in the head, and it just looks awkward. Yeah. I don't know. It's just look, the whole thing looks weird. I particularly like the... I like the suits, but I think I like the suits more in the intro, where the, the visor part starts screaming above. Oh, it's, 
where it's no, at. Oh, that's cringe, dude. That, that's oh, where I, I like it the most. I like that they have <laughs> sort of like a live character to them. You see it more when they unlock more of their upgrades, but I like the weird stuff that they do with the suits where they sort of like bend and twist and shit. Ah, okay. That shit is weird. I don't know about that. Hell yeah, let's go. I'm excited about that now. <laughs> yeah, it gets kind of bio bored um, and like venom kind of shit later on. It's kind of cool. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so back in the villain lair, which is an island that rose back out of the sea, by the way. I don't remember exactly when that that's, happened. That's kind of sick. I like I but that was that was that was a kind of sick moment. And that was also yeah, so that island that sank at the very beginning, oh what do you know? It's back. It's the evil island where all the bad things are coming from. So Mesagog punishes his lieutenants pretty harshly for failing them. Like he he's very serious right away. More so than a lot of other villains we've had. Like, Lothor was kind of hard on his lieutenants, but not like this. You know, Tommy gives them the bracelets we mentioned. And uh, he basically tells them, you know, this is going to really change your life. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be complicated. This is actually one of the best scenes, I thought, was, like, the way he talks to them about it. And then also the way that they're like, hey, why do you... We know that you're a paleontologist and a scientist and shit, but like, why do you know so much about Power Rangery type stuff? And he's like, "I'll tell you someday." And like, <laughs> I, I, I like that. <laughs> Does the Dave Chappelle like knock the water glass over and run away? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is probably the most relatable that they've been the whole time that we've seen them on screen. Um, it's, it's the most likable uh, all the main characters are, in my opinion, in this intro is in this final scene. I like Messagog a lot. I, I, I really like Messagog. He kind of seems like a almost like a Xehanort-esque type character or Ansem, more or less. Uh, but yeah, I, I really did enjoy the, the sort of presence that he had um, on screen quite a bit. Honestly, though... It's really tough to talk about these two episodes, so I guess let's go ahead and get straight into the reviews here because I I, re I really want to talk more, but I feel like I'm I'm gonna start like busting out into this big rant. Kennedy, let's get your opinion. Oh God, I was hoping you wouldn't call on me first, but I could do it. It's fine. Um, this is tough because I feel like on the one hand, if I put it on a regular scale, which I probably ultimately will. I probably can't rate these episodes super high. Like, if I rate them in relation to, like, other things that we've watched for Sentai Truther. But if I was going to put these on a scale with movies like The Room, Cube, Zardoz, just, like, shit that's so bad that it's sort of amusing, this did have that quality. Which, like, to be clear, we've talked about this before. Some bad Power Rangers doesn't have that quality. Like, it's simply unfun to watch. This was amusing. There was, you're taking a lot of the amusement out of how ridiculous it is, but at least there was a lot of that to keep your interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it, it, it entertained me enough that, like, you know, like if I was going to put it on a so bad it's good scale, then these episodes are at least like six to eight range, you know? But again, that's on the so bad it's good scale. On a more realistic ranking it against other Power Rangers I've seen, these are like, I would say that like the, the first one is a six and the second one is a five because it's so rushed. 
this is far more positive than I thought Maybe you would go. Maybe a five and a four I, otherwise. Like it's like it's kind of trending in that direction for me. It's like actually I think I'm gonna have to go with five and a four because the second part I I found so incoherent <laughs> that it's really and both of them I, I you're right. I, I've always just being a tad too generous, I think. Cause yeah, like episode no, it's, fine. it's fine being generous part, is fine. part Part one is, is, is a five. It's watchable. It's interesting. Again, if if you want to watch it from a so bad it's good perspective, there's a lot to enjoy there. But ultimately, like, not everybody likes to watch things for that reason. And so if I'm ranking it objectively against all the other Power Rangers I've seen, it's like a five. And then part two, like I say, it's just too much of a mess. So that's a four. Yeah, that's fair. Netscape, what did you think? You know, uh, you're the you're the one that's like, man, Dino Thunder, fucking fantastic. Dino is the platonic ideal of a Power Rangers for me, but I will admit that the pilot is a little slow. I think the first part is better than the second part. I I first when I first started watching it, I got in towards the mid the middle, and then I went back and rewatched the full thing. And I gotta say that it it it's definitely like it ramps up in quality. Okay, uh, it does start from the bottom, but. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that I'm gonna actually have to agree with Kennedy's first score and put the first episode at a five. And then can I do half score? Can I do points here? Like point five? Yeah, always. It's a very oh, loose yeah. free form system. Yeah. I'm I'm we've gonna gone give... up to twelve and we've gone down to negative two. So Oh hell yeah. I'm gonna give the second episode like four point nine, I think. I'm gonna not I like because the, the actual human character parts are great. But the last like ten minutes should have been its own episode. Okay. Yeah. All I right. think if you I think if you drag this out to three parts and you clean up some rough edges. Yeah. yeah. But I, I hear you. If if I was personally directing this, I would have maybe and obviously I don't know what sort of Sentai limitations they had, but I would have like made it so the Rangers re- actually end up rescuing Kira and then end up morphing instead of it just you know she shows up. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> I'm going to try and like tone down like it doesn't es- I wouldn't say that this intro makes me angry per se. It's not very uh conducive to like how uh, how I would like my Power Rangers uh to be necessarily. So just I just want to keep okay. that in check. But man, this kind of seemed like like the, I made the analogy to X Men, X Men Evolution, and I think that's probably its closest thing. Like this, this honestly felt like Disney's response to that, essentially. Okay. And I wouldn't even think that that show was too big of a commercial success, right? So like, it it really just felt like it was another take on that, um, because even the characters' actions just felt like it would have been much more conducive to a cartoon. If this was power rangers the animated series and then it's like dino thunder is the season right it would be far better there but i struggled to say that i liked anything about this uh there's a couple of moments what happened you gotta take the smallville pill Nah, see, I I watched the I re I rewatched a bit of Smallville. It's not like like I get you. Like I definitely liked uh, Smallville. I think it was like season five, season four. I was there for around the, the some of the peak 
the peaks of Smallville it, it for sure. It does get better when they start introducing just like every DC character that they can get their hands on. Yeah, and and like I, I the Doomsday arc I thought was pretty good too, and a couple of the other like around those the arcs around that time towards the end of the Lex Luthor arc also was like really good too. So like I I for the most part was there for the peak of Smallville, but even I know that Smallville is really bad. <laughs> um, I'm wounded again. <laughs> I think I would just rather, but like I would rather watch Smallville. I would rather watch X Men Evolution. And I rewatched yeah. a bit of X Men Evolution too, um, post like it coming out, and it's not as great as like we remember it to be, but it's far more fun in my eyes in that format than in the the real life format because then what we get is is either bad CGI, right, like the dinosaur part. Also, like the director of this television show, like th- this felt like sort of like 0.5 of Chronicle, the movie. Um, okay. Except like it's Power Rangers, so they had to make it more lighthearted. But also it ended up, if you remember, like Power Rangers 2017, that movie was just like Chronicle, but Power Rangers, you know? So it kind of felt like that, but like the audacity to put it like way more of like the Disneyified Degrassi front and not have them morph into Power Rangers in the first episode. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, yeah, like, and I was explaining it to Kennedy, but I was like, even Quentin Tarantino, like, if Quentin Tarantino was handed the Power Rangers license in the first 30 minutes of the film, you would at least see two people morphed up as a ranger in a bar drinking right or in like a coffee shop smoking a cig i want to see quentin tarantino's power rangers now you see what i'm saying though like who the fuck do you think you are that episode one you don't even have the rangers morph you know and then like none of the characters to be rushed after that's the insult really to me is like I could have maybe handled that slow pacing if it was a well-paced three-parter that kind of built up the idea that, hey, this season we're really going with the idea that these rangers are not ready for this, you know? And, like, really leaning into that, it could have maybe... I could see an angle where that works, but instead it's like... It works with Ninja Storm. It's like they don't morph in the first episode, and then in episode two, we rush through the fights. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, I don't like any of them. Like, I don't like Tommy, because Tommy just comes off a little bit of a nunce in this one. Everybody's fucking sucking him off. When he's not talking, everybody around him is talking about him. You yeah, know? It, it's, it, it must have been weird to be a kid watching this, and you're like, who the fuck is Tommy Oliver? Like, I have no idea who this person is. Yeah, and even if, but the thing is, is like, if you don't know, is he's still like way too hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Like to a yeah. point where it's distracting from the uh, from the actual three regular rangers that are in here, and the three regular rangers who are in here aren't likable. Like one's yeah, a fucking like if should I, have had like a reduced <laughs> role. I feel he should have been much more of like mentor, and then. Like, don't have him be, like, kick-ass. Like, have him strictly be be up in the in the chair and, and doing the computer shit. 
Well, it could have had him, like, he could have introduced him. They could have introduced him at the classroom scene. You exactly. know, like, like, a, like a fucking professor against the dark arts, you know, in Hogwarts type shit. Like, it could have been like that, right? Where you're like, oh, my God, my teacher's Tommy Oliver. And they're all like, who's Tommy Oliver? And they're like trying to investigate. And it's like a Scooby-Doo ass thing, right? Like, they could have done that angle. That would have been infinitely more th more better than Tommy Oliver being secret CIA. Uh, fucking just being well, like, an extension imagine, of a paramilitary force and then imagine, coming into being a teacher. Imagine from the very beginning, Tommy makes it clear that he has these morphers and hit. he's like, I've got to find three worthy teens like me and the homies used to be. Maybe he even looks at a picture of the old squad. And he's like, it's time for a new era. Go with that Absolutely. like nope. angle of cheese. And it would have still been like way better and more coherent, you know? Like, and like, and then it's like he's like scoping the school and he sees these three like plucky renegade teens, you know, there are that are like a little bit extra out there. And like Instead of like him just awkwardly like being like, yeah, I guess I'll deal with it when the principal thrusts him on him. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got a special activity in mind for these three. You know what I mean? Like, like, get just like take it in that direction and make it like intentional instead of like Tommy's just putzing around like accidentally creating Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah I, they should have definitely, <laughs> if they're going to go like this is the legacy season or whatever, then they definitely. Of like built up the legacy and not it be like an accident and then like it's a little tease at the end. Like imagine a yeah. scene where 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 Tommy is literally like talking to like Zordon in the abstract, like he's talking to God and he's like, "I hope I can be like good enough to follow in your footsteps. I really don't feel like I can." Like. That would be wild. Come shit. on. Yeah, or like a light. They could have had like light versus L, where like L is the fucking mean girl and light is split amongst the Rangers. And they're all like, we can't let her find out that the that Professor or Dr. Tommy Oliver is uh is the leader of the of the Power Rangers. Yeah. Like they could have went for oh that my. sort of approach, you know? It could yeah, have been just so a little good. bit of incorporating shit. Like so I don't know, make Anton Mercer so Billy or something. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they could have did this in all different angles, and this one it just felt like, ah, it's time to suck off Tommy Oliver for 30 minutes. With no uh, justification. Yeah. Anyway, uh, give your numbers. Yeah, sorry to get into that, but it's just like I can't like I can't really find anything to like. Like I, I could, I could even go back to say uh, the introduction of the powers, which is like, oh, they have powers outside of their suits, and it's sort of explained that the gems gave them that, and the gems kind of also granted them kung fu, right? So mm -hmm. it kind of confirms that whole Billy from Mighty Morphin season one, like even though he was just learning kung fu, he still has, he's still great at it enough to be a Power Ranger for it from the grid. It like yeah. gives you that inherent ability, which yeah. cool, fine, whatever. I like that. Yeah, that that's that's pretty okay. That's fine. But like, yo, like Connor's superpower is super speed, and like he's just like everything is slow now, and yeah. he's like <laughs> walking across the screen and shit. I'm like, bro, 
The Flash in Smallville was better than this. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, I, it's I kind gotta of, just, I think episode one is kind of more mildly interesting than episode two. I'm going to be giving it a four and a three respectively. Uh, three was, I, I think that's, might've been a little bit too lenient in my eyes, but it's interesting enough to keep going. The plot holes like really detract from the episode so much mm-hmm. on top of just like the fact that a lot of these scenes play out like absolute porn sequences or put it to you this way. We're supposed to relate to the Rangers. Like the Rangers act like assholes in their own separate ways, right? Because they're supposed to be the embodiment of the rebellious high school teen, right? So like the rebellious high school teen is an asshole, like cynical nerd who hacks the school system like Ferris Bueller fine right that's sort of kind of relatable and the fact that he was racially profiled by his own dean kind of fucking sucks is also relatable to a certain demographic right (laughs) but like connor misogynistic asshole that's his way of rebelling against the system yeah right uh kira's way of rebelling is being a bad singer (laughs) and like so much so that she's annoying with her singing because there was a scene in the cave when they discovered it and they were searching for a way to get out of the cave, she was fucking singing her song with the same repetitive end lyric. Like, these are your heroes? These are your superheroes? Oh my god. The song is so repetitive. Holy shit. (laughs) What was it? I'm freaking you out or something like that? Or yeah i don't know it's it was... repeats it like 25 times it's like one of those ones where you look at genius and then you scroll to the bottom and yeah. it's like one line and then in parentheses times 65 and you're like what the fuck is that right <laughs> <laughs> someone was there counting <laughs> what was the actual lyric like oh that? yeah i was gonna say she was singing uh freaking you by jodeci <laughs> I would kind of own if she was like she was into some weird form, but like she wasn't like a like a pop singer or whatever. She was like, I'm trying to be the first white person to do R and B. This is after the they 90s. called her out the for being an Avril Lavigne knockoff too. They do in the show. Yeah, they call her Avril in the show. I think. Yeah, they do, they do call her Avril. Yeah. Like they acknowledge it. Ugh. God. Ugh. What a weird what a weird season intro. Also, um, you were talking game. about the, the wait, before before Netscape goes, you were yeah. talking we were talking about the uh intro to the song, right? The intro song. And it was oh. very much a Christian rock concert. Yeah, it, that's it why is, that's why I, That's why I said praise the Lord at the very beginning of this episode, by the way. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> wondered where that came, and that was just kind of out of left field. We didn't really address it at the time, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that 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 theme song was like. Also, it has the lyric in it. Like, um, I'm paraphrasing this ever so slightly, but it's like the Power Rangers are gonna score. Yeah, yeah, or no, he's like Power it. Rangers score. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, Power Rangers they have sex. They, defi- <laughs> they definitely only showed whoever sung the intro, like, the first episode. And he was like, oh, this is soccer and dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> and everyone wants to have sex with the new professor. 
Oh my god, this shit. What, like I say, what a weird intro. Uh, Netscape, thanks for coming to be a part of it. I'm glad that Dude, this I worked fun. out. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the season, and hopefully <laughs> I will be vindicated. I've, I, I've been torn to shreds. My, I've been owned online, as they say. <laughs> I'm really hoping I see the magic appeal. I feel like it's possible, but I also feel like I might just hate it. We'll see. <laughs> There's some banger standout episodes that I'm very, I'm looking forward for you guys uh, to, to watch. Make sure you peep our filler guide and tell us if you think there's anything missing. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll definitely update it. But yeah, yeah. thank you so much, Escape. Where can we find you online? Also, what have you been uh, doing? Uh, absolutely. Pretty much nothing. Been playing Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> As as is typical of the of the blurred of twenty twenty one, I'm on Twitter at Java underscore Jiga. Uh, I have a Riverdale podcast that's supposed to be coming out soon once we finish recording all of the episodes of season one. With oh shit, uh, at hold on, I always it's I think it's at Jazz Pomegranate on on Twitter is my co-host, and that should be coming out. We also end up diverging and talking about like the Snyder Cut and uh, the Last Jedi and all this random shit. Yo, I would love to come talk some shit about Riverdale on your show. Yes. Hell I, yeah, I, me I, too. I weirdly love and also absolutely hate it. I will give you uh, their contact information and we can make that happen. Yeah, Hell for yeah. sure. It, Riverdale is base, is the closest thing to like Sentai, like American Sentai without the actual costumes and shit. And it just has like <laughs> Sentai plots. It, it, it is like, it's like, it's not the OC. It's not the grassy. It is a superhero show with no superpowers in this weird way. It's insane. Yeah, I it's love it. Super bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be the I'll be the one guest that comes in for like season three or something like that, or whatever you guys need me for, and yeah, we, uh, who's never seen a prior episode of the show oh, or yeah. anything. That's, that's ideal. So we, when we send people the episodes, we. We, the only prerequisite that we want them to have is like the Netflix recap or something just to get into the show. But yeah, we want them to go in completely blind for whatever random three episodes that we give them. Pot, what is the podcast going to be called? It's called Cole and Jasmine Shoot Up Riverdale. Cole and Jasmine uh, Shoot Up Riverdale. Cole and Jasmine. Yes, Shoot Up Riverdale. Nice. Got it. Got it. Got, got it. it. All right. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time on Sentai Truther Club. Hell yeah. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you. <laughs>